Welcome to the Pioneer Theatre Podcast. I'm Matthew Ivan Bennett. Second in the 1819 season is the musical Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, by Stephen Sondheim and Hugh Wheeler. Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. His skin was pale and his eye was odd. He shaved the faces of gentlemen who never thereafter were heard of again. It's a grisly story, fit for Halloween by one of America theater's most prolific and hallowed composers. Here's Frenny Romang, our publicity manager, and musical director Phil Reno with more on Sondheim. Well, my very first job in New York City was I did an off-Broadway production of A Little Night Music. Um, Very early in my career there, it was an off-Broadway production in a theater uh, on the Upper West Side that sat uh, 400 and some uh, people in it. It was on 103rd Street and Riverside Drive. Um, We had a full cast. I had a four-piece orchestra that we uh, did our own sort of orchestral reduction, um, and it ran for a little over a month there and was uh, got rave reviews, was very highly thought of. It was recorded for the Lincoln Center Library at the time. But um, it was very exciting to sort of make my New York debut doing a Sondheim show, one that I had, admi- had admired for a long time, um, and that he came to see it. And, uh, you know, his he was very briefly spoken, uh, but came down to the pit and said, uh, introduced himself, and of course I knew who he was, and I said, well, it's a pleasure to meet you, he said, and he said, the score never sounded better, young man, and then off he went. So I, I felt pleased with the, that I had gotten those, what, six words from him. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Very cool. So if you had to explain the history of 20th century musical theater to someone who knew nothing on the subject, how would you bring in Sondheim to your explanation? Well, I think... Steve Sondheim, Stephen Sondheim has had a huge influence on musical theater and especially American musical theater for a long, long time. The the other giants of American musical theater had sort of retired slash passed away or become in, inactive in, in writing things when he sort of took over the scene in, in many ways in the late 60s and early 70s. Uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein had, uh, were no longer collaborating, and, and uh, Rogers ha- uh, Oscar Hammerstein died in the early 60s, I believe, and, and Lerner and Lowe had uh, stopped writing together, and, and Julie Stein had passed away. And so it, it sort of – he became the, the beacon of new musical theater. And, and in the early 70s especially, there was – the, the sort of trio or quad, three or four musicals that all happened in maybe four or five years, um, Company Follies, Little Night Music, and Pacific Overtures, that sort of changed the face and the landscape of American musical theater to some degree and made him sort of the icon of uh, uh, musical theater and in its contemporary form. And then when Sweeney Todd hit in 1979... I mean, many consider it to be his masterpiece, but it also was the year Avita opened. And, it, it, you know, in, at least in some people's mind, in mine at least, it ushered in the era of the, quote, serious musical. Um, Sweeney Todd is probably 80-some percent sung or spoken over dialogue, maybe maybe a little more. Avita was, of course, almost completely through sung, uh, in, incidentally or not coincidentally, I don't think, Hal Prince and Larry Fuller directed and staged both of those shows within the space of about six months on Broadway, um, which then ushered in the what I, the era of the 
quasi-operatic, serious, sung-through musicals that were the most popular things through the 80s and well into the late 90s. Um, you know, Les Mis and all the Andrew Lloyd Webber ones, Sunset Boulevard, Phantom of the Opera, still running today, Miss Saigon, all those sort of things. That was the mode of musical theater all the way up to ragtime in, say, 1998. And I think Sweeney Todd really started that um, movement, as it were, in 1979. How has what previous productions done inspired you, or how have you kind of tackled Sweeney Todd? Our production of it here is is that big industrial version. We have the, the big industrial wheels churning, and, and there is the visible class system. You see the judge being the, the wealthy guy, and the beetle being the, quote, law enforcement kind of person, and then other people just being uh, much more street and what, you know, in England at that time would have been, you know, quote, lower class. But musically, it's it's very complicated. Even even the, quote, poorer people sing in, in complex um, rhythms and complex words. And, and, you know, almost all Sondheim shows, at least in my mind, are the lyrics are complex and many of them fly by very quickly and briskly um, with a lot of internal rhymes. And so to get those out and get them across to the audience that doesn't know them as well as we do is is difficult and a challenge and something that we continue to work on. And also just the harmonies, the harmonic structure of the show is very complicated. There's a lot of uh, polychords and chromatic things that uh, minor chords, minor influences in uh, the melodies that are we're not used to singing in musical theater as often. And so that's uh, it just takes more work and it's more time concerning to learn the notes and rhythms exactly as they have been written in this particular show as opposed to some other ones. It's, it's a complicated score. So we're just happy to be doing it and to be doing sort of Mr. Sondheim's masterpiece here in Salt Lake City. Totally. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Sure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Pioneer Theatre Podcast for Sweeney Todd. For tickets, call 801-581-6961 or visit our website, pioneertheater.org. Sweeney Todd is sponsored by Dominion Energy, the Richard K. and Shirley S. Hemingway Foundation, and the Wanda and Carvel Matson Memorial Fund. Get more information on our website at pioneertheater.org.